Following on from our inspiration interview with Clint Dyer, we are now going to get an intimate perspective on what it takes to get a feature film into production. This is Clint Dyer, and we are talking about SUS 2010. That was the trailer of Sus, a feature film production uh, by Clint Dyer from 2010. Clint's with us today to tell us more about how he went into the production of Sus. So, Clint, can you tell me why did you pick this project? Why did I pick the project? Um, because it's brilliant. <laughs> because um, I, I managed to, um, kind of still going back to Philip Hendley, actually, um, he... The first time I did Sus, I did it at Theodore Stratford East. Um, and uh, it was the type of play that Stratford East would put on. Um, in that, it was about institutional racism in the police force. So you was the playwright on this project at that time? Sorry, no, 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 no. No, I, uh, Barry Keith wrote it. Barry Keith, who wrote The Longer Friday. Um, and many, many other brilliant things. Uh, and Philip put it on in and around the time of the Lawrence trial. Yeah, uh, as a way of reminding everybody um, how the police behave and uh, the institutional racism within the police force. Um, so it was always a, um, a incredibly powerful and uh, a potent reminder of, of the Britain that we live in. Uh, so then I was asked to do it again uh, by Bollahan or Beeson, a uh, brilliant uh, director. He, he it was his first gig at the Young Vic, and on when he asked me to do it, I was I I before I I think I'm not even sure I'd accepted it yet. I told uh, one of my dear friends um, Rob Heath. Uh, about on the phone, you know, just kind of like, yeah, I've been offered SAS again because he came to see it the first time. And we'd been trying to make films together for quite a while with little success. Um, and it was like, you know what, we should make that as a film. It's like, it's three people in a room. If we can't make that, 
you know, there's really something wrong with us. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got the know-how, we've got the people, we know, we know you know, I, I'd started making shorts, so I kind of had a team that I could yeah. employ. And um, he knew the piece. And I was like, yeah, sort of, I, I know Barry. Mm. So, you know, I could call Barry up and go, Barry, you know, what do you think? Will you give us the rights and we'll just try and produce it and make it happen ourselves? Um, and that's what we did. So I ended up... Um, doing the production I ended up ringing Bonahat back and saying yes I'm mm. going to do the production and I'm going to make mm. a film of it mm. <laughs> um, and so I did mm. uh, so I did both and so what happened which was even more fantastic was the, the play was such a success because we only had a two week run at, originally at the Young Vic mm. and the play was such a success that they brought it but that Dawn Walton brought it back Mm. a year later was in her theatre company called Eclipse. Mm. And about three weeks after uh, wrapping, or not wrapping, finishing the play, mm. we then started filming the film. Wow. So we... Quick turnaround. It was a real, real... It was, it was quite incredible because it just all came together. Did you know it was going to be that quick that I, you had I to move on I knew nothing. All I, what, I tell you one of, one of the most thrilling things about how uh, it all proceeded was that we literally just put a date in the diary. Okay. We didn't, we, didn't have, we didn't have all the components at all to make the film, but we just put a date in the diary and went around saying, we're making it then. How many of you put a date in the diary? We all, so the DP, um, the director, myself, I think, I think we'd asked Rafe and we'd asked... Um, Rafe uh, Spall. Yeah, and we'd asked Ralph Brown and they could all do it in this window mm. and it was like, right, we'll, we're doing it then. So before we had the money, before we had, that's the window. So that's when we got to do it. Four crew, four we, actors. Exactly. We've got all the got main components. That's that's when we can do it. Mm. So that's what we did, and so we, you kind of galvanise everybody in this in a, in a kind of different way because everybody. It was more a case that people didn't want to miss out on something, as opposed to being asked to do something that was about whether they could do it. The question was, do you want to miss out because it's happening? Mm. And um, we managed to raise quite a bit of money for it. Um, and we shot it and uh, we managed to get distribution the next year. And so what was wonderful was that the play was running concurrently with the film. Mm. And so obviously they were able to, to supply support for each other. That sounds very similar to the story about how fences when uh, I think it was a show with Denzel Washington. Yeah, you can't really compare anything yeah. I do to Denzel yeah. Washington. But the thing and is, Fences <laughs> was a play. Fences, we should be doing it. Though, no, but no, fen no, Fences I, was a play before it went into becoming yeah, a feature film, wasn't it? And it was absolutely, you know, but it's August Wilson, you know, and it, yeah. and it, it was huge, a huge, 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 huge hit. Mm. And, you know, um, he's arguably their biggest black playwright. And um, in fact, I play. I did uh, Marine's oh. Black Bottom at the National, wow. which was written by August Wilson. Excellent. And so I've, I've felt the power of August Wilson's yeah. work, um, yeah. both, both on the stage Amazing. and off it. Amazing. And so it's hard to compare with Denzel and Fences and August Wilson. But, but coming back, <laughs> I mean, I'm just comparing in terms of this was a play that turned into a feature film. It was right. almost yeah, concurrent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happened. But um, coming back to Sus, mm. um, 2010 was when it got released. Um, and looking at the trailer, um, it's in an era where Saw had come out in 2004, which is like a famous one-room yeah. short film that got turned into a feature film, very intense. 
And um, even looking at the performances that we're seeing and the level of intensity, mm. it does remind me of um, a film that came out in 1993, In the Name of a Father, which is another story oh, yeah, about injustice yeah, featuring yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, 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 yeah. as an actor. So what I'd like to ask you is, making the film sus, mm. are you in the moment or in the mood of, we're going to try and make something uh, with this kind of guidance or template of how to make it before or are you trying to go for something absolutely brand new like what rules are you following when you make this um i think i think the um the desire with something like sus was so um propelled by the political standpoint of the film that um I mean, subsequently, we we come to, when we were trying to sell the film, etc. We kind of realised actually it's like a black horror movie. Mm. You know, when we were in America, uh, we played at BAM, and you know, what's BAM? Um, you know, the Brooklyn. Um, it's the biggest one of the biggest spaces in Brooklyn. It's okay. an amazing, amazing venue in in Brooklyn, and um, there was a festival that we were invited to that uh, that meant we played there. And I can't remember if it was how we sold it or whether someone said it. But Brooklyn it's like Academy it, of Music. There you That's go. It. And um, it's like, it, it's a black horror movie. So it's interesting you just re- it said it was reminiscent of um, Saw. Um, but it being what it was, there was a different driving force behind mm. it. For me personally, anyway, because I felt like I was on a bit of a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel as though it was just about my own um, trajectory, which is, um, which I think has been uh, marked by the fact that I haven't made enough one. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe the other things I've been trying to make are bigger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know who I'm doing down when I say that, um, the industry or myself. But I, uh, I do think that it was easier for me to find the energy to convince people to get on board because it meant something. As, and you're saying you're the actor and producer mm. of this project. Mm. What I would like to know is, or I think what the audience would like to know, or the listeners, is who were the key people that you needed locked in and on board with your project for you to say, I'm doing this and this is the priority now. This is the priority project. Who are the key, key people? I, I, well, obviously I needed the writers um, go ahead. Um, uh, I suppose in, in the case of Sus, it was Rob and um, John O'Smith, the DP. Mm-hmm. I, I think once, once all uh, us three had kind of committed, then I kind of knew, okay, you know, this can actually happen. With between between the three of us, the people we know, there's no reason why we can't make it mm. happen. And uh, probably a final question, unless anyone else has got one. Uh, what do you think is the most difficult decision you had to make throughout the production, which could have potentially jeopardised or reversed the way the outcome was for us? 
I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Could you say it in one word, um, maybe? Uh, if you can't go into detail. Compromise, detail-ton? compromise. There was a lot of compromise we had to um, make over who owns the rights and blah, 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 blah. Um, Have you and, got any tip? Sorry, go on. Um, a tip would be make sure that um, all the contracts are signed before first day of principal photography. <laughs> <laughs> That's my tip. <laughs> well, thank you for talking about Sus. That's a 2010 film. Um, is it available to watch anywhere online? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's still everywhere. You know, it's on iTunes and... Um, I think there's still a couple of um, uh, platforms that it's on. Um, I don't know if BBC... uh, BBC? Yeah, it was on BBC iPlayer and all that. I don't know how long they had it for. I can't remember how long they had it for, whether it's still something that they can... Actually, I do think you can still see uh, SUS on BBC iPlayer. BBC Two. uh, Particularly on BBC Two. Uh, otherwise, to. call us and we'll give you Clint Dyer's yeah, number and yeah. he'll sell you a DVD. <laughs> no. Um, uh, oh, no, it's, it's saying it's not currently available actually um, there. Well, it was last yeah. screened in uh, 2014, yeah. Yeah, but it's so. possible they might revisit it again. Yeah. Um, Akosh, uh, you'll have to kind of get onto this. Um, yeah, so, so um, thank you for talking to us about SUS and introducing you introducing the audience to your role and position and what you had to go through. Uh, Appreciate that. Thank you, Clint Dyer. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Um, You were listening to Geek Sweat. These are our end credits, so we invite you to subscribe as well. Geek Sweat is available on CastBox FM, iTunes and Stitcher. Download either app to listen to us. If you want to support the podcast by generating an interview question, being a guest or simply becoming a sponsor, please email film at instigateonline.com. We will have more in store. Feel free to rate and review us inside your podcast platform. If you don't have time to do so, tell a friend and we will be just as grateful. You can also find us online via Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under the hashtag G-E-E-K-S-W-E-A-T. That's hashtag Geek Sweat. This podcast thrives on listeners. So thank you for sharing your ears to show you we care. We watch films to save you hassle.